Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace, was told by the angel, you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. They shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Joseph awoke from sleep and did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. This is the word of the Lord. In the first century of this common era, engagement was a very serious thing. If you read all of that portion of Matthew's Gospel, you find that Mary is already called his wife. She's been promised to him. It was a man's world. And if she were, in fact, found to have had sex with anyone else before he sent for her to be brought to his house to live as his wife, she would have been considered an adulteress and could have been stoned to death. So for Matthew and Luke, it's very important that Joseph claim this child, that he adopt him as his own, and that when he is born, he gave the name, that he gave the name. So the angel says to Joseph, you shall name him Jesus. And then Matthew quotes for us a passage from the Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures, which says, by the prophet, you shall name him Emmanuel. They are two different names, and we'll deal with both of them in the next few minutes. Number one, notice that Matthew begins his description of the one to whom Mary is betrothed as being a righteous man. Joseph was a righteous man. That's such a good word in Hebrew, sadek. It is such a good word that when one goes to Jerusalem and one sees the Yad Vashim Memorial of the Holocaust, there are magnificent trees planted in rows and rows, each one named for a righteous Gentile who befriended and aided, sometimes hid and protected Jews during the horrible days of the Nazi reign. Righteous is a good word, and we know righteousness when we see it. November 14, just a few weeks ago, New York City had its first really cold weather of the season. And the next morning, a young New York City police officer, just three years on the force, named Larry DiPrimo, was working underground at Penn Square Station. Gail and I went to New York City 18 months ago to spend 10 days we arrived there on the day it was announced we had killed Osama bin Laden. So security was heightened. Every time we went down into the subway system, we saw officers everywhere heavily armed. New York continues under very heavy surveillance at all times. And this young officer was down under the city of New York in the subway system looking for things that were suspicious in any way. He saw a homeless man sitting right near one of the tracks, barefoot, unkempt. It was really cold. And immediately this young officer, who probably doesn't make very much, having been on the force only three years, rushed to the nearest shoe store. Now those of you who've been in the subway system in New York know that particularly at Penn Square Station, Times Square, it looks like a mall down under the ground. There are all kinds of shops and stores and restaurants. So he rushed to the nearest shoe store and told the clerk what he had just seen and could he make him a special deal on some warm boots. And the best deal he got, $75 for boots and warm socks. And this young officer rushed back to this homeless man sitting by the tracks 
and was down on his own knees, helping him get these warm socks onto his feet and lacing up the warm boots when a young couple vacationing in New York from Arizona took a picture on a cell phone, put it on the Internet, and within a few days, more than a million people had seen this picture because we recognized a righteous act when we saw it. Yes, this is a righteous act. This is an act of kindness and compassion. One human reaching out to another and doing something really wonderful. So the angel said to this righteous man, Joseph, the baby your wife is going to have does not come from any other man. The Holy Spirit of God has descended upon her you are to claim this child as your very own and name him Jesus. Now, Jesus wasn't the name that the angel would have given Joseph. He would have given him a name in Hebrew. The name would have been Yeshua. In English, that word is Joshua. And it comes from the very first syllable of the shortened name of God given to Moses at the burning bush, Yahweh or Yeh, and it means God saves. God saves. God of the burning bush. God who faced down Pharaoh with Moses. That one. When you get to the end of the book of Deuteronomy and you're ready to move right into the book of Joshua, you find God saying to him over and over, Joshua, be strong, be courageous. I will be with you as I was with Moses. God is the one who saves. Dr. John Golden Gay is a seminary professor out in California. He has written that when he was a student in the late 60s, he was struggling with the doctrine of atonement. What does it mean to say that God, through Christ, has saved us from our sins? That God, through Christ, has saved us from our sins. And he said there are several classical ways of dealing with the atonement. How does God set us at one with him once more? And Dr. John Golden Gay said, at that point I was really into music. You know, I was a young man and I was into music and two of my favorites were Eric Clapton and George Harrison. They were the best of friends. In fact, they spent so much time together that Eric Clapton fell in love with George Harrison's wife and she with him. And she left George Harrison and married Eric Clapton. And then the professor writes, but that friendship was so important to George Harrison that he swallowed his hurt and swallowed his pain and remained a friend of Eric Clapton for the rest of his life. Dr. Golden Gay says, God Almighty, so values his relationship with all whom he has created that he was willing to humble himself even to death on a cross if somehow all whom he loved could see how far his love was willing to go. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, reconciling us and the world to himself. Number three, name him Emmanuel. El is the very end of that word. This is the even older name for God that the Hebrews had, God with us. 
Be strong now, Joshua. Have courage. I will be with you as I've always been with Moses before you. There are experiences we have that hurt so much, but the one thing we have always is the assurance that God wishes only good for us and that when we hurt, God grieves with us. God is with us. Gina Bridgman has written that one of the young women who works in the office where she does is expecting her first baby. She said when she and her husband first found out they were going to be parents, this young woman was ecstatic. Every day she just came bouncing into work. She was feeling so wonderful about the fact that she was going to be a mother. But the months have dragged along, and now when somebody asks, How are you feeling? She says, I'm just ready for this to be over. I'm just ready for this to be over. I'm ready for this baby to come. And one day, Gina says, an older woman in the office said to her, I believe these nine months are God's gift to you. He's trying to say, you've got nine months to get used to the idea that your life will never be the same again. <laughs> Think about God's being with us. God so loving the world that he gave his son Jesus, that he was willing to do whatever was necessary to keep this relationship with those whom he had created going, to make it better for all who are willing to trust and to receive his gift. For you to understand that every morning when you're eating your breakfast, God is with you, and every night before you sleep, to remember God has been with me all day. And so this writer Matthew says, when Joseph woke, he did what God told him. He claimed this child as his very own, and he named him Jesus. He did what he was told. Recently I saw a story, perhaps you did as well. A young mother said that she and her husband, their little boy, were on their way home for Christmas. They had driven a little way into the night. They saw a restaurant off the side of the road. It seemed to be well lighted. There seemed to be a number of cars there, so maybe this was fine. They pulled into the parking lot, went inside, put little Eric in a high chair. We were really eager, she said, to get on with our trip, so we were trying to order as quickly as possible, sort of encouraging the waiter to get our food as quickly as possible so we could get on the way when suddenly I was aware that this little one beside me was pounding on the tray, pounding on the tray of his high chair. And when I looked around, it was because there was a man sitting across the room who was waving to him. And I looked at that man. Wow, he was dirty. I'm sure if I'd been a little closer, I could have smelled him. You could tell he hadn't bathed in days, he hadn't shaved in days, his hair unwashed, uncombed. He was waving at Eric, and Eric was responding. And then suddenly the man said out loud, Hey, kid, you know how to do peekaboo? And she said, Our Eric knows about peekaboo, so he closed his eyes and covered with his hands. And then he would open them, and this man was playing all the way across the room with him. Some looked sort of irritated, others fairly interested. And then he said, you know how to play patty cake? 
She said our little Eric was going through all of his repertoire. He could do peekaboo. He could do patty cake. My husband and I ate as quickly as we could. We tried to get a few bites down Eric. He was far more interested in the man across the room. My husband was trying to put away his credit card. I grabbed our baby out of the high chair and was starting toward the door when this man got up and blocked the way. And suddenly I was aware that my little one was reaching as far as he could toward this man with both arms held up. And he took him. I saw him put a strong arm under his bottom and start patting him gently on his back. Our little Eric put his head down on the man's shoulder. And after a moment, the man handed him back to me and said, You take good care of this baby now. And she said, Yes, sir, I'll do the best I can. And he said, Ma'am, you've just given me my Christmas present. And she said, but I'm sure as I walked out the door, I heard a voice speaking to my deepest heart. Thank you for sharing your son. I know how that feels.